Welcome back to Spirit-Led Discipleship. I'm Nate Harkness, and I'm so glad you can be with me today. I want to talk about uh, surrender, and I want to talk about uh, finding a place of willingness internally when thinking about what in the world to do with my day. Uh, I had a friend reach out to me today and ask a really good question. Um, We've been having some conversations and a lot about the Holy Spirit and uh, listening to the Holy Spirit and hearing God speak to you. And he said, you know, I'm trying to listen to what God is saying about how to spend my time um, on any given day. And I have so many things on my plate uh, that I could do that are good things. And yet I'm not sure what the right thing to do is and how to best spend my time. I'm trying to listen to the Holy Spirit and I'm, I'm not hearing much in response. And so he asked, how do you decide on any given day um, how to spend your time and how to be productive in your life, especially when it's not really clear specifically what God wants you to do? So I I thought that was a really good question, and I wanted to have maybe a bigger conversation with all of you about uh, how do you decide how to spend your time. I think as I thought about it, a few thoughts came to mind. Um, One is we may have a, a slightly different interpretation of what productivity looks like than Jesus does. Um... Certainly, we see in the Gospels, like Mary and Martha, both trying to be productive for Jesus in very different ways. And uh, there is a sense in which the person who rests and listens is is uh, choosing the better path than the person who strives and makes efforts to serve. And so um, it may be that what God really wants you to do with your day is to just sit with him, um, to to just sit quietly before him, um, to do internal work, um, to do things that nobody else will see. Uh, It may be that he is not nearly as anxious about you Um, being productive with your life as you are, uh, particularly because the hard work's already been done for us. uh, And we get a chance to work from a place or from a seat of rest. And that's a very, very freeing thing to realize that uh, we can work from rest. Um, So that's the first thing is, is the Lord may have a different idea of what productivity looks like than we do. Um, the second thing is, uh, I'm not sure that uh, what we do is very important compared with uh, the posture of our heart. And so the first thing that I like to do when deciding on any given day, how should I spend this day and what should I be about today? Uh, what does God want me to be about today? Because I have, like many of you, so many good options on the table. As I like to um, look not for inspiration, not for a word from the Lord, because um, I've tried that. I've been through seasons where every morning I'm just in hot pursuit of the freshest word from the Lord for my life. And um, sometimes that gets really stale, really fast. Um, rather, I look within myself for a place of surrender, uh, or, or maybe it's better to say a place of willingness. Uh, I think oftentimes when we say, let's surrender to God, it uh, gives a, 
uh, an idea that we are fundamentally at war with God and we have to come to the end of ourselves so that we surrender to this um, this aggressive invading force of God in our lives. And that's not at all how I experience God. But I do want to look for a place of willingness within myself. Uh, and so oftentimes all it really takes is for me to look internally and to ask myself, um, can I create a space of willingness that God should have his way in my life and, and that I can give over my plans and agendas to him and say, Lord, your way of working is so much better than my way of working. So I am giving my heart over to you or I'm um, surrendering my my physical body and all that I do within my own embodied self today is all just going to be given over to you. If I cannot find that place of surrender, um, it's often because I I have the wrong view. Uh, Romans 12 says that we surrender our bodies as living sacrifices in view of God's mercy. So when we have a view of God's mercy, oftentimes it reshapes and recolors the idea of surrender. Um, If we don't have a really good uh, vista of the goodness of God and the mercy of God, oftentimes we find ourselves in a place where surrender feels like a impossibly difficult ask. How could you ask me to surrender my marriage, my kids, my finances, my job, my life, my priorities? How could you ask me to surrender those things? Because we don't have a view of God's mercy. And so if I find that I'm in a place where it's difficult or impossible for me to surrender to God uh, my whole life or even part of my life, I take a step back and I try to get a view of his mercy. Uh, I, I would bet that every one of us has examples of God caring for us and God having mercy on us when we maybe didn't deserve it. And if we can't think of stories in our own life of what God has done for us in our lives, then maybe there are other people around us who have stories and we can ride on the coattails of their experiences and, and their, uh, the mercies that they have received from God. And if we have nobody around us, we have um, an entire Old and New Testament full of stories of people. And if we can just uh, take their word for it when they say, uh, like David, his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Uh, if we can just take their word for it for a moment, um, that God is merciful and good, that his mercies are new every morning, that he is the God who parts the Red Sea and brings his people into Sabbath and um, who who gives them kings and judges, who um, who constantly pursues them over and over again in spite of their wandering and sinfulness, who sends a redeemer, Jesus, um, who paid the ultimate price for for our sins and for their sins and bought us a place in heaven uh, and bought us a place at the wedding feast of the Lamb, uh, we can just remember, wow, God, you have been faithful throughout history. You've been faithful in other people's lives. You've been faithful in my life. And when we get a really good view of that mercy, it's sort of like, um, think about Zacchaeus. 
Zacchaeus changed his perspective uh, from from, uh, the ground where he couldn't see Jesus. He climbed up a tree and he changed his perspective to where he could see the king of mercy. And so in view of that mercy, Jesus comes up to him invites himself to Zacchaeus's table. And at that table, um, Zacchaeus uh, flamboyantly just says, wow, you know, I'm going to give half of my possessions. And if anyone, uh, you know, if I've wronged anyone, I'll repay them four times over. And, and just this lavish uh, show of generosity. And we're tempted to think, wow, Zacchaeus might be a little bit Uh, might be dramatic here, but actually I think he's just getting such a good view of God's mercy in his life that, man, when the king of the universe is sitting at my table, um, nothing that I have, nothing, uh, all the pennies I've pinched, all the people I've cheated, like all the resources I've tried to conserve over the course of my life, none of that matters anymore because the source of everything is here, sitting at my table, Um, And his mercies are in full view. And so if we can get a view of God's mercy, it just becomes so much easier to surrender. And so I would would encourage you to find those places of joy, those places of mercy, those places where you've received grace, and remind yourself, wow, God's been so good to me. And in view of that mercy, um, it's really not that hard for me to say, Jesus, have your way in my life. It's okay. It's not a big deal. You can have my life. You can have my day. Um, when we do that, Romans says, then we will know the good, perfect, and pleasing will of God. That's when God's will is revealed uh, in our lives. And it might not be a specific instruction for your day. It might not be go and... Um, you know, write to this friend or work on this project or write a book or uh, go to the grocery store and talk to the person wearing purple socks. It might just be go and do the things that you would normally have done. Um, Go and do your housework. Go and do your emails. Go and, you know, help your kids. And yet the difference is when we do it in connection and surrender, we're able to get to the end of our day and pat ourselves on the back like I do many days and just say, good job, Jesus and me. We were about the Father's business today. And it looked kind of mundane from the outside. And yet we did it with joy and connection and an assurance that we are doing this from a place of surrender in connection with the person who gives the best kind of productivity and the best kind of work and the best kind of purpose in our work. And so oftentimes, I don't hear a specific word from the Lord, you know, to go do a specific thing, but often I just hear an assurance or a, a, a comforting um, reminder that, um, that as I go about my day's activity, if I stay connected with him, he'll just continue to speak to me, continue to love me. Um, and so I am throughout the day now, not just once a day, but um, trying to do this once every hour on the hour. Stop, look for a place of surrender, welcome the presence of God, uh, and welcome him to say anything he wants to say in view of his mercy, knowing that he's good, he won't ask me to do anything that, um, that he will not also equip me to handle, and, uh, and that his, 
his love is for me and his power is made perfect in my weakness. And it's not about what I can do. It's about what he can do through me. So that's how I go about figuring out on a Saturday morning or any day, uh, what should I do today? Let me find that tiny little cleft in the rock of surrender, that secret place of surrender. Let me keep that place pure and let me go back there um, many times throughout the day and say, well, God, your way is better than my way. Even if unexpected things have happened or all of my plans got frustrated today, um, your way is so good and right. And I can surrender to that. And I am willing to be with you and to let your will be done in my life. I hope that helps um, in your life as you figure out uh, how to go about your day-to-day life. Uh, I'm still waiting for a question where the answer is not connection with God, um, connection with with the Holy Spirit, uh, which flows into every other solution. So God bless you today and uh, pray that pray that his power is made perfect in your day-to-day life.